0: All right, y'all, we are live. Welcome to a special edition of the CK Podcast. Post-game show here from the Golden One Center. Kings win 128 to 123 tonight. It was a hell of a game, honestly. It was a little bit closer than where it should have been. But two individuals that we previewed today. Who would be the better player? I think even though it was really close, we can give this this award to De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox not only got his team the dub but he did it on far fewer attempts from the free throw line from a scoring perspective now if we talk about the overall game defensively and getting others involved you also got to give that to De'Aaron Fox which is super important when you look at the game as a whole not just scoring wise because obviously SGA is that entire offense. He's gonna get the majority of the looks. Everybody's looking for him. With the Kings a little bit different, you know? Where the offense runs through Sabonis. And yes, Fox still has a high rate of having the ball in his hands, but it's just not the same when other guys like Tyrese, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, who have the ball all game long, same with SGA. He has the ball a lot in his hands. He gets to make a lot of the decisions and a lot of them is him putting himself in good situations to score and honestly whoever is guarding him is a mismatch because there's nobody that can truly guard the sga the guy is unguardable he can score on all three levels you obviously want him to take jump shots but he just finds ways to get to the rack and we'll talk about that man the aaron fox had a cool story about him after the game as well um, talking about how he was Really under recruited, and but that he knew he would be the best player, so that's that. How's everybody doing? What's up, JT? And we saw another monster game from Sabonis tonight a very quiet, I would say, monster game, right? Where he finished the game with 18 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists. I think it was Fox Foxy that said that sometimes people and even themselves take him for granted. A lot of the things that he does are low key. He makes winning plays. And even though I have a lot of criticism for Sabonis at times, because I do feel like he is a tad soft in that regard where he he, he at times he won't even look at the basket, which is a huge issue, right? Because you're letting the defense off the hook. You're you're becoming very predictable and very easy to guard. And we've seen a lot of that version of of Sabonis. And then we've seen a lot of good Sabonis all year long as well, where he's ultra aggressive. He's taking it to, to the teeth of the defense. He's bumping guys, chest first. He's going into them a lot like AD, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. He's been, he's played well against great defenders. And then there are games, like the Warriors, where you got Looney and Draymond, and he's afraid of looking at the rim. Like this is a real thing. Like he doesn't even look at the rim. And All he wants to do is look for Kevin Herber off the uh, off a of DHO. So we've had both versions of Sabonis. Obviously, a lot more good than bad. And tonight was good. Like you felt his presence. You felt his impact. I forget what, what game it was, but I, I, they lost a the game and he had a damn near, tri- I think he had a triple-double and I was like, I didn't even feel it. You know, like it wasn't an impactful triple-double. Sometimes it goes that way. Where not every single stat line, every single quote unquote box score game even though it looks good, is actually good. It's actually conducive to winning. There is a big difference there. And tonight, make no mistake, he was extremely impactful. 40 minutes, 8 of 14, extremely efficient. He shot two free throws, he made one. <laughs> I got to improve. We all know that 50%. I got to be better. Now De'Aaron Fox was, wasn't was bad today. Obviously, you want him to be at least 10 of 11. He was 8 of 11 tonight from the free throw line. Free throws, free throws, free throws are free, man. You got to make them. You got to make them. TJBadboy916 says, When are the refs going to give some respect to Fox? Felt like you were playing in OKC. It's just the way he plays. It's his brand of basketball versus SGA. SGA garners a lot of the contact. He initiates it first. He wants to bump, you know, a lot like a James Harden where you create your separation, but it's right in front of the ref where the ref is forced to call something. Darren Fox is a little bit different. Darren Fox is actually gonna finesse you, crisscross you, and then blow by you. You know, he, he, he's, he he's not as, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like SGA is extremely crafty because he's not as athletic as Darren Fox. So De'Aaron Fox relies on his athleticism, which he should, right? But he's still smart enough to not be reckless like a Ja Morant. So he's, like, in between both, I would say, Ja and SGA, which is why I think he's better than both of them. But all three are great, respectively. They all have their own styles of play, and SGA style garners a lot of free throw attempts. Why? Because he puts the referee in a position to make a call or not make a call. And For the most part, referees want to keep these games close. And when you shoot 18, 19 free throws, as as Coach said, he was proud of his team for overcoming something like that. The the the, the Luka Doncic's of the world, like those type of guys are going to get all these calls. You know, till this day, De'Aaron Fox does not get the respect he deserves. But it's also because he doesn't, cry and complain and initiate the contact like these other guys do. Does he initiate contact? Yes. It's a little bit different, though. It's a little bit different, which is why these other guys are getting all these calls. And there was a stat on Twitter, I think it was by NBA University, where guys who attack uh, the rim the most, and obviously Darren Fox is always going to be top 10, but he's not top 10 in free throw attempts. That tells you, how biased or uneven some of these calls go when it comes to refereeing De'Aaron Fox. You know, is it ever gonna change? I don't know. It might, it might not, probably not, but, you know, who knows? Maybe he makes a, a second all-star team, maybe second LNBa team, maybe first, depending on where the Kings land. And now the referees are starting to respect him a little bit more in that sense. But it's, it's hard because There were two charges on the exact same play that he drew. One was a no call. The second one was a blocking foul. It was a clear, clear charge. They didn't give it to him, which was just insane. They they gave it to him two plays later, which was the right call, but which was a makeup call. But you got to call some of these calls, man. And, And shout out to Mike Brown for acknowledging that that was just a stupid challenge. I mean, that, that was just stupid. And he, he's had some stupid ones all season long, but that, this one was the dumbest, without question. One, because now it, it takes you away from calls like this, where it's a bang, bang call, and now you can no longer defend your star player. Or even Trey Lyles, who, Trey Lyles drew the, the most simple charge ever, and they called it a block. But again, but again, you don't have these damn challenges so the first thing Mike does is he acknowledges how dumb it was and he says he should, he should be on Shock in the Fool, which he should be because that was a really, really silly challenge. I called it out right away when it happened. I was like, really, dude, you're going to challenge that? Come on, man. Mike got to be better, man. Mike has to be better because he knows that the whistle doesn't go his way on most nights. And he has to save those for real, real emergencies, man. So... Yeah, definitely got to save those. Let's check out. Let's check out this box score though. In one twenty-eight, one twenty-three. Huge shout out to Medici Sacramento right across the Golden One Center. Best pizza in Sacramento. Before and after every game, it's a great spot to go. They got great cocktails. They have excellent customer service. And again, the best Neapolitan-based pizza in all of Sacramento, man, cooking at degrees. It is legit. Highly recommend them. You guys know that's a spot to go. I, I do want to talk about Josh Skitty. Obviously, he's in a very... Uh, he's in a very... Uh, it's even weird talking about it, but he's in a situation that nobody wants to be in. But Kings fans voiced their opinions in that. I mean, every time we touched the ball, whether it was a half a second or for a whole possession, he was getting booed the exact way that Buddy Hill was booed, but even worse, I would say. And it really impacted him early in the game, I would say. I think he finished the game with 18 points, which he ended up playing really well, honestly. But in the beginning of the game, he definitely struggled. And I think he just overcame that adversity. And he played the way he should be. And whether or not he's going through these legal issues, I, I've said this in the past. And I think going into this year, OKC should find a trade partner for him. Not because you know he's, he's potentially going to get in trouble, but because they need help in other areas, just like the Kings do. Right, like they need a wing defender who can guard and and, and make it make a damn three. He is a piece that it, it, he's very good and would fit with other teams, but it just feels like he doesn't fit there. Like that's not the skill set that they need because they have that repetitively, right? They obviously they obviously got. Shea, but, you know, Jalen Williams is playing out of position. He, he can easily play that backup, you know, point, ha- have a lot of those ball handling and ball handling duties. And, you know, he played 29 minutes. Now he was 214. He just, it just, it just feels like he's out of place. And if I had to keep somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm personally going to keep Williams over Goody. Right. Because again, Williams is a lot more versatile I mean, I, I love his game, although he struggled tonight, which is good for the Kings. But he's he's solid, he is solid. And I was far more impressed with Chet tonight. The first the first time he came into Golden One Center, there was all this hype behind him, and I was like, man, like it was it was his worst game of the season by far. And I wasn't impressed with Chet, but after tonight and after watching them on TV. He's, he's nice, man. He's super skilled at his size, the things he can do. He finished with 11 rebounds tonight, 14 points, three blocks. He's fun to watch. I mean, he, he's just a, a, he's a definition of a unicorn who can score on all three levels at that type of height, man. He puts a lot of pressure on defenses. He puts a lot of pressure on defenses. He's, he's only going to get better. And I know Gilbert Arenas be talking hella crazy with saying, that if you're 2021 20, and you averaging this amount, you're not going to be this and that. You know, people say crazy things to get attention. Agent Zero is one of those people, man. Chess going to get better and better All right, barring injury. I mean, he's, he's a special talent for sure. I and mean, obviously Luke Dort, every team can use a guy like that. Um, again, what do you do if you're Oklahoma City? Like, as a Kings fan, do you see them as a threat because they have so many assets to burn? They, ha- they have a lot of good pieces to trade, honestly. Um, far more assets than the Kings do, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I feel like the Kings are a better team right now until they make a move, Right. They don't really have a, a true big, big like that um, until Chet truly grows into his body. Right now he's, even though he's a big dude. Like he's, he's, he's really like a, a power forward. You know, he's super skilled. But when, when it comes to banging with the big boys, I mean, it's a bonus. He ain't banging with a bonus like that. And the same could be said about guys like Victor Wambayana, Wambayama. Um again just just young guys that still gotta develop their bodies. But their roster for sure. I mean it's very intriguing, it's very interesting. They have a lot of potential man. Uh, I mean those guys aren't even playing right now. Like like Trey Mann, who I love, just a, a bucket, but he's not even playing on this team, you know? You have guys like Wallace playing, who I think Wallace is solid. He played 19 minutes tonight. Um, you know, Isaiah Joe is a three point specialist. What did Isaiah Joe finish with today? He finished with. He was one of the fives. He was off, but I feel like both games the Thunder have been off from beyond the arc, right? Um, but yeah, I. I think they're going to be a, a team to be reckoned with. But right now, whether the Kings have one more loss and one less win, they're still a better team. Like in the seven-game series, there's nobody that can look you in the eye and be like, well, this team's going to beat the Kings in the seven-game series. They're not going to beat the Kings in the seven-game series. Now, when you think about all the Pelicans and, and the Nuggets, uh, those two teams do scare me for the Kings, and I think that's an issue, which is which we can talk about a little bit later in the show, but the Thunder, to me, are not an issue for this particular Kings team, but definitely that's a team to watch out for at the deadline because they have so many, so many assets to play with. Harrison Barnes tonight, he's been one of the, if not the biggest player heavily criticized, and scrutinized, and rightfully so. Like He has moments where he just disappears. 21 minutes tonight, five points. You know, I thought he had a nice little stress where he had like two, three offensive rebounds, and he gave the Kings life in, in that regard. But he needs to be better, man. He needs to be better. Luckily for the Kings, Darren Fox went off again with 41 points, and Keegan Murray had 15 points himself. I think he missed one free throw today. But HB, as quote unquote, the, the, the vet leader of this team, it's, it sucks to criticize a guy like that because he, he's been so good, you know, in the community. He does great things, but when you make $18 million a season, you just got to be better. You got to be more consistent. You you have to want to want the ball and attack and, and try to score times time. He just doesn't, doesn't even want to shoot the ball. Like he's had those moments as well this year. And if you're the Kings, like you can't have that, man. You know, and, and I keep telling people this. Sabonis can't be your second best score on this team. He can't be your third. Like that's a huge issue. I know defense is a huge issue, but this team needs a second true score in the starting lineup. I don't trust Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is extremely unpredictable and, and, and inconsistent. You need a legit A-1 scorer next, next to De'Aaron Fox who can draw fouls, who can stop the game if needed one name to me that comes to mind and you know i'm I'm pushing the agenda is is demar derozan like demar derozan is the guy that i want on this team i am fully convinced of it now last year i was on the fence like i wanted to but now it's like dude demar derozan makes so much sense for the sacramento kings it's not even funny anymore like his ability to to essentially because people complain well this team shoots too many threes okay bring in a a, a mid-range assassin who, who shoots above 85% from the free throw line, who is a decent passer, who if he comes off of DHL, a DH off Sabonis, yeah. He, 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 he's, he's able to hit that slip or he's able to rise. Like it's a win-win, man. This is a guy that can get you 20 points consistently every single night. No questions asked. Like, this is what Darren Fox needs, and obviously Monk is so crucial to the team's success, but I don't think Mike will ever screw with the bench because if you take Monk out of the bench, what do you truly have? Like, it's a depleted-ass bench. You really can't take Monk from the bench. So adding a guy like DeMar DeRozan, you know, Alex Caruso, that makes your team better, man. Like, that, true. I and mean, I, I've seen the whole, oh, and, and it, it just hurts my head when I think about guys like, uh, what the hell is his name from the Utah Jazz, who I, who I just despise, and John Collins. Like, please, don't give me no John Collins, bro. I, I, I would lose my damn mind. But there's a reason why I want to get rid of him already. Like, this experiment, this five-month, four-month experiment, it, it, it's over. the hell wants to pay to do 25 million dollars a season seriously and and I'm, I'm, i'm on the record saying this like a billion times no he is a player with bad habits besides jumping extremely high and being a freak athlete what does he do great i I don't know. They're they're not content with his ability to to play offense and defense. Like they're very upset with him. He's a guy that's not locked in on most nights. Now, if he go on and give me a Larry Markin, that that's that just unlocks your offensive ability like on so many levels, right? Um, but I think a, a true get, a true realistic get, is a DeMar DeRozan, who I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but. I would love that move, you know. You again, Caruso and Derozan. That's that's the move for me, man. I, I'd rather have Caruso Derozan over Siakam, one thousand percent, man. I just, and again, I'd rather have Siakam and HB, but uh, Siakam irritates me, bro. And just that whole Raptor team irritates me so much. Like they bugging when I watch them play. And the guy that I want the most out of anybody really is OG, but. I think it was Tyson that asked me, but would I rather have, Laurie Markin or OG?" I'm just like, "Damn, that's tough. And that's tough because they both fill in a huge void. You know, Laurie fills in the the scoring void for you. OG fills in the just the defensive prowess that he, that he provides and three-point ability. That's <sighs> tough." Like that, like that truly is tough. HB and Herder are screaming to be benched. They're terrible. Um, When did you put Fox over SGA? I, I think I put Fox over SGA tonight. You know, I've always had them even, you know. And, and I, I would say with a slight edge to SGA because of his team, because the Kings have a better team. But I just think right now on December 14th, I got to give the slight edge to, to De'Aaron. But they're just both so great. Like it's not, I'm not mad either way. Like if you say SGA better, I can understand. If you say Fox better, I can understand. But. Uh, It's just really a matter of preference between those two guys, just so close. So close in age, just so both, so skilled. They're just so fun to watch, man. Like They're both so gifted, like, again, I'm gonna definitively give Fox to Edge right now, but they're both so good. Like, they're both so good. If nobody's gonna ask, Thoughts on Toscano? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm definitely gonna get to that. You know, I I put out the Instagram video earlier. I'm super juiced about it. Um, You think Juan will be a good addition? Yes, man, I think he will. A big reason why he didn't work for the Lakers is because they had a conundrum of guys who just couldn't shoot, right? literally the worst constructed roster I've ever seen. That's why they had to get rid of a lot of those players. They did. They revamped it. They made it to the Western Conference Finals with all those trades. He just wasn't a good fit because they had too many people who just couldn't shoot. The last time he played was on a team that had great spacing and great shooting. Guess what the Kings have? Great spacing and great shooting. The things he does is exactly what this team needs, man. He's a high, high basketball IQ player. He's extremely gritty. He's super tough-minded. He goes out there, he, he clashes, he crashes the glass. He, he's he's gonna get you second chance opportunities. He's he's gonna take charges. He's gonna get blocks. He's just an extremely long 6'10", 6'11", wingspan type of player. like. He was very impactful off that bench for the Golden State Warriors. I think he can be that with the Kings, man. He already has a familiarity with Mike Brown. If you just look at the Bear stats, you're like, ah, oh, well, he's not going to make that much of a difference. His presence, how he plays, his type, his style, is what this team needs, man. They need toughness. That's what he provides. That's what Juan provides, man. I'm telling you guys, y'all gonna love him. It's gonna make so much sense when you watch him play on this team. Like, damn, like, we were missing this off the bench. We were missing this off the bench. So yeah, Um, it's gonna be fun. (laughs) Like, It's gonna be very fun, man. I actually do want to watch some of this. De'Aaron Fox versus SGA clash, but yeah, but it's, that's that's fun. Like this whole game was just, just back and forth, right? That's just steal. I mean, just look at this just uses his body so well, bro. Again, he he don't have the athleticism, the burst, the twitchiness that De'Aaron has, but his game, as I was describing earlier, it lends itself to drawing more fouls, to put a referee in a situation to be like, damn, like, he got fouled, or he drew enough contact for me to blow the whistle. Like, that matters, you know what I mean? Like, those things matter. Right. Okay, here he goes again. Like that's just that's just crazy. Right there. Like that's the move I'm talking about. Right. This is the move. Okay. Keon Ellis is closing out. Right. He's already at a disadvantage because see where his foot is. at, okay? Right here. Here is already going full speed, bam. Right where it's not super obvious. Referee here is watching. Referee here is watching. All, all three. I mean, this ref don't have the best angle, but these two refs have a great angle at what just happened. This shoulder, where he doesn't extend the arm, creates the contact. He throws him backwards, and he just rises like. This is what he does, bro. Like his his style of play is just so different than everybody else's. Like there is no push-off, there's no illegal play here. That's just fundamentals. That's being crafty, that's being hit the white room, like that's real strength, man. Like that's tough. That's a tough, tough play. Right. Like, that is tough. This is this is just unacceptable. <laughs> like this can't happen. That should never happen, right? But De'Aaron Fox, look at this. Cut off his baseline, right? You got weak side you got weak side help over here. It doesn't matter. Like, this is years and years of just studying the game of being so crafty, bro. Like that's that's tough. Like, that is tough, bro. Like again, look at this. McGee's a threat. The Thunder are playing this very well, right? One, two, three, four, five. You force some baseline. And it's just like you know, Chet jumps too fast. Fox uses the rim to to, to protect him. It's just he's just so skilled. Like, Fox doesn't get sped up, and it's lovely to watch. It truly is, man. Like, he, he is so effing good, bro. I mean, swing back to him, right? And this is the evolution. This this is what teams have always want, done to Fox. Now, like, you have to play him. Because he is going to hit the shot. Like we, We've always said once he starts hitting the shot, it's over for the NBA. And I, I would say he's a better sh- three-point shooter than SGA, which is another reason why I give him the slight advantage. And one thing I will say is on most nights, he'll take on the defensive challenge. And SGA has a guy like Lou Dort who will take on the defensive challenge to guard the other guy right now. Keegan and... And, and other guys, especially Keegan is taking on the challenge to guarding the other best players, especially in the beginning. But Fox has done that for so, so long, bro. So another reason why um, I gave the slight edge to him, but both guys are great defensively. Like SGA is a monster when he wants to be. But when you have a guy like Dort, man, like you don't have to put that pressure on you and get tired and save that energy for the offensive side, for sure. Um but yeah, man, it, it was just an overall fun night tonight. Fans were into it. You know, Kevin Herter with four points, twenty minutes, like that's not good. But Harrison Barnes, five points. You know, Keon Ellen's had a great night saying twenty eight minutes, five of seven from beyond the arc. That's big time, bro. 15, 15 points just on the three point shots. Like that's that's huge. Are you going to get that again? Probably not. Um, you know, he, he might have this game in like 10 games from now. Because if he starts doing this on, on a consistent basis, you 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 found your guy, right? But I'm a guy that likes to see it to believe it. I wouldn't bet on that. Me personally, I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope he does ball out and score 17 points every night, but you know, let's just keep it keep it stacked like I don't think it's sustainable. What is sustainable is Malik Monk, you know, putting up 18 points, nine assists, like key leads off second units and assists. He's just a monster, bro. Like Malik Monk is easily your fifth starter, but because your bench is so depleted you need him off your bench and you need that, that, that jump, that, that push. So it's totally understandable to, to, to see him off that bench still and obviously closing out games. But yes, um, Malik Monk is, is, is a certified bucket. Like that guy is so good. That guy is so good, bro. Um. Other than that, man, it's been a good night, yo. It's been a really good night. We're still here at Golden One Center. People are cleaning up. It's a game Saturday night against the Utah Jazz. You know, the Jazz set out marketing again tonight. They set out with John Collins. They still won. They were four-point underdogs. You know, we, we hit the Kings on the money line, on the in play. At minus 120 when they were down by like two or three in the third quarter, you know we, we hit the three game parlay today. Um, it was a good day. It was a good day. We need more days like this. The Raiders won and put up, I don't know, they put up a basketball game type of number, bro. Like it, it was crazy, uh, 67 points, bro. Like it, it's insane. Like let's 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 put some respect on on the Raiders today, bro. Like they legit demolished. The a charge of 63 to 21. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't care who you are. You scored 63 points on professionals. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, as we would all prefer LG as a preferred candidate for SAG, but if it does not go that route, would you consider Siakam, Levine or someone else? Well, I would put Siakam over Levine, but I would put DeMar DeRozan over Siakam, like one thousand percent. Like it's it's very clear to me now. Malik might not be the second best player on the team. Or sorry, Malik might be the second best player on the team. Uh no, the second best player on the team is, is a bonus. But you know, he's as of right now, he's your second best scorer off your bench, and I think that's an issue because. You need someone in that starting lineup to be second fiddle to, to Fox. And again, if if Sabonis is your guy, that's not good for the team. Like, and we saw that in the playoffs. Like, it just wasn't good for the team. You can't trust Harrison Barnes. You can't trust Kevin Herter. You know, Keegan's not there yet because he's going through a transition phase of like, I want to play defense, which exerts a lot of my energy, which. You know, it's, it's, it's hurting my, my offensive production or efficiency, which that's exactly what's happening. But I, as of this season, man, it, it would be a blessing to go to go and get a guy like DeMar Rosen, who was just a certified bucket. I, I just think he would just do wonderful for his team. please don't push out this stupid-ass narrative of John Collins to the team. And I've seen, I've seen it on Twitter, bro, and it just bugged me. I'm like, please don't no i don't want a bad player on this team i mean he's not a terrible player but he's just a player that because of his contract to me he's just not worth it bro he's just not worth it john collins is not worth it but that's gonna do it y'all computer about to die it's eleven twenty-five on a thursday night sure you guys like share and subscribe drop comments after Helped out a lot, yo. So that's Mr. Sacramento, right across the Golden One Center. Thank you guys so much. Great night. Kings win 128 to 123. See you guys on the next one. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?